cool. I bet I bet that's gonna come out It'll, great. It's it's gonna be something. Do you want to do one more? Happen, so so you have like two. Cool. Should right, we just do it like um, six more times Cameron, so you have a good one? No. Oh, please okay. no. Please no. Alright, take it away. Take it away, Cameron. Alright. Welcome back, everybody, to Common Ground Podcast, your favorite popper podcast in the universe. Uh, today, we don't got much of a huge topic. We just, uh, we're just, I'm, let me introduce my co-host first. That's very rude of me. I am Cameron Schindler, as always, joined remotely by my two beautiful co-hosts, the frigid cold Thomas Gunn. How are you doing? Burr, burr, I'm so cold. We're on video yeah, it, right now because we're recording remotely, and it's very cold in Nashville. It's very cold. It, yeah, it it snowed like four or five inches, and just the whole like city eight shuts inches. Down. Just, yeah, that is a lot for Nashville. Like, it does not have the infrastructure to do it. No one salts their drive, like their parking lot. So, like, all parking nope. lots are just three inches of ice. And Hippo wants me to introduce him, my beautiful <laughs> co-host, Hippo, a.k.a. James Hieronymus. What's happening? What? What's up, everyone? You you know why I went Hippo? I forgot your real name. <laughs> like, it escaped me in the moment. To be fair, that's... I call you James sometimes, but... Not nearly as often as, uh, as Gun does. All right, but today, I hinted at it briefly, uh... Nothing like huge talking about. Uh, Gun and I played in our local popper event, so we're just going to be going over our tournament results and, as always, the uh, MTGO challenge results from Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Hippo did not want to play popper. He wanted to play a different format, which was? Uh, it's not that I didn't want to. I did want to play popper, but I qualified for our local store's end-of-the-year legacy tournament that, uh, for lots of prizes, so I wanted to play in that and see if I could win some win some prizes. I top aided. No, I did not get beyond the top eight. I got quickly thrashed. What did you play? What did you play? Uh, I played yeah. my very favorite magic deck of all time. I got to play Death and Taxes. But I decided to be bold in this particular tournament. So I got to. So I actually, so before that, I, I did actually make a change to my deck. A vital change to my deck this weekend. I've actually added a color, which I would not normally have done. Um, but. I wanted to play some busted cards that are in another color. Uh, in in the world of Popper, I guess the closest thing to that Death and Taxes is, is probably uh, somewhere in the realm of like Cogates and probably just like a white aggressive deck. I'd Actually, no, probably between like Cogates and, synth- and synth- Synthesizer and like Ephemerate, somewhere in that realm. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's just a super fair deck uh, playing on a really fair axis, trying to deny your opponent's resources. That's really what it is. It's like mono white control. Yeah, that's re- it's that's what it is. It's just mono white control. Yeah, but yeah, I had a super uh, fun time. Trivia: Why is it called? Why is it? Why is it called death, death in Texas? Texas? All right, because there are three things certain in in, in life: uh, death, taxes, and white weenie decks at Magic tournaments. Yeah, there is. All right, that's enough about. <laughs> the real legacy format let's talk about legacy light done uh, do you want to start us off with your tournament do you we'll just do one at a time how do you want to do it sure yeah i think that makes sense especially since we're recording remotely this time around so we're not jumping uh, all over each other too too much um but if y'all have anything mm-hmm. to chime in uh please by all means um so i played like good boys <laughs> we could probably go that's we could yeah, that's probably good, yeah. okay. uh that's probably why as we i say were on that video. without raising my hand no you're good you're good you're good um so <laughs> i hinted at it last week that it was gonna be like that i was gonna hint more about what i was playing um slash we were playing um but i settled on mono blue Telerian terror with delvers and and stuff like that i found the i played mostly the second place list from one of last week i think last week's sunday challenge except i swapped out the three snaps for two boomerangs and a third spell pierce um i liked boomerang as an option to bounce some lands uh, at points especially the tapped artifact lands to slow down the uh glitters decks which i expected to be uh predominant predominantly featured in our metagame at uh, our event 
Um, and I was right. Um, but I also wanted to play something that wasn't mono-red, so I could uh, kind of expand my range and try something new. Um, and I had a, a super fun time. It was I had a, a blast playing this deck. It was great. Um, I had two Murmuring Mystics in the main, and I had the three Jace's Phantasms in the board, as well as an extra Murmuring Mystic in the board, uh, just in case anyone showed up playing Gardens. Uh, a little preview on that. So uh, my tournament, uh, there were, I think, about, I think, like, Four, somewhere in the 14 to 16 player range. So we it was four rounds, cut to top four. Uh, round one, I played against our now multiple times mentioned on the pod. Uh, excuse, I have to offer a correction. Uh, he is 11 years old. Uh, his name is Sion, and we played in round one. Uh, he was playing Jeskai Glitters. Uh, I got the match two to one. Uh, first game was uh, just kind of exchange resources, and I ended up on top in the control uh, control um, roll. Game two, he got a nice fast clock and I couldn't keep up. And then game three, he stumbled on lands uh, at a couple of early turns and I was able to uh, pick it up from there. Uh, but we had a good match um, and uh, we had a good time. Uh, round two, uh, I played against your beautiful face, Cameron, uh, and you were on uh, a, a deck. I'll let you, I'll save it uh, for you to talk about it uh, with the, oh, the fans. Gardens. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were on Gardens, um, which is yeah. a horrible matchup. Um, I lost 0-2. In game one, there was a spot where I countered a Crypt Rats where I probably should have just let it go and held up Counterspell yeah, I for... You. Yeah, you did. For uh, the Avenging Hunter, the initiative creature. Um, and if I had done that, then you know maybe the game goes on a little longer, uh, but you were able to just slam the Avenging Hunter uncontested and gain the initiative, and I never got the initiative from you. Um, and you took it away from there. And then game two just was fairly similar. I, I held on a little bit longer in the, in the like setting up stages, but you were able to take it from there. Um, really good matchup for gardens. Uh, so game two, we, we did some like B roll footage and stuff and we kind of had like the camera sitting on our match mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. recording it. So I watched our second game and it reminded me, there was like a really crucial part where I was trying to make my six land shop drop. And I had one Colony Garden play, and you tapped out for a Murmuring Mystic, and you already had a Terror on the board. So I was, I had to file, but only four Swamps. So like I played Icar Wellspring, I drew for turn, played Icar Wellspring, drew a card, and then Dispute affected a way to draw two, and I finally hit the Swamp in that last card. And nice. I don't think if I drew that Swamp for the turn to file on for Murmuring Mystic, I, I think that game drastically reshapes. For sure. Um, round three, I uh, played against our, our friend Rigel. Uh, he also works for the store in question that we played at. Played at the Game Cave in Nashville, also technically Donaldson, uh, here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, he was on Blue Black Fairies. I believe he borrowed the deck from a friend. Uh, I won 2-0. Rigel's a very good player. Uh, oh, he borrowed it from you, James? Yeah, he mostly borrowed the cards from me. Hell Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I was able to best Rigel, uh, he is very often, if not almost exclusively like a blue tempo deck, uh, pilot. And so he was, it was right in his wheelhouse. Um, but I was able to, it was, it was on one of, one of his only times playing popper, I believe. And so I was able to, to take it from there. And then round four, I played against our friend Wub, who also just recently started working at the store. Um, they were playing, uh, Scred Terror, um, blue red uh, terror deck with scred and lightning bolt also borrowed cards from James um, <laughs> I won this match 2-1 I ne- at this point I needed to win uh, it was a win and in into top 4 at this point it was myself and Wub at table 3 and the two players at table 2 because uh, the players at table 1 had already drawn it into top 4 um, and so this was the terror mirror so uh, it was all about timing your murmuring mystics like having a, a counter wars back and forth so that you're exchanging resources in such a way that you bait them into interacting with the cards that the you bait them into interacting the turn before you want to play murmuring mystic so that they're tapped out so you get to untap slam the murmuring mystic and get to continue on your merry way ideally on turn four when uh, on the play where their turn four they don't have enough snowlands to scred your murmuring mystic um and then the jace's phantasms out of the sideboard were 
absolutely clutch. Um, Jason Phantasm is the a blue mana for the one one flyer. It gets plus four plus four. Uh, if your opponent has 10 cards in their graveyard. And if your opponent is also casting Talarian Terrors, they're also trying to fill their graveyard. And so those things were super clutch in the matchup. Um, it was just all about timing when to go for the counter wars on either side and just kind of grinding each other out. Um, and I managed to uh, come out victorious in the end. I think that I potentially could have won game one if I had timed something a little bit differently um but it's so hard to know i i was dead to a couple of bolts going face at, at a late point in the game anyway so it's it's hard to tell um but i was able to man rally back in games two and three and uh wound up in the third place slot going into the top four so uh yeah and then uh i'll i'll wait to you know we'll tell everyone what we did in top four after after cam gives his report but uh yeah but terror felt great uh, it felt really fun. Um, I would definitely play it again, uh, but ideally in a room where there's not as many gardens decks, because there were two or three gardens decks, and two of the top four players uh, were on gardens. Well, spoilers. Maybe I wasn't the one that made it. Uh, but I watched uh, this. I think the end of the second game of Wub and Yours, and then. Uh, the third game and they're pretty good games yeah like those were fun to watch um they, they were really good games back and forth like i i brought in a couple of my blue blasts because i knew that they were going to bring in their red blasts and like things like that like i had a dispel i could bring in um it was really interesting uh really interesting mind games going on back and forth of like when to pull the trigger on what um and what that would leave either of us with to untap and then dump more stuff onto the table. Like it was, it was really, really interesting. So, uh, I played gardens. No surprise. I haven't played in a minute, so I just wanted to give it a try and I haven't played the defile versions yet. So in my flex slot, a lot of people are running duress. I don't like that card in your main deck. I think you should either be on Drown and Sorrow if it's like a Glitters heavy thing or Mono Red heavy, or I played a 19th land. I thought I had Snuff out in my deck. I didn't put Snuff out in my deck, I guess. Like a one of, but I just played a 19th land. Um, round one, I ended up playing the Gardens Mirror, and game one took like 30-something minutes. And uh, another deck donated I was, from James. Yeah, I basically got to donate three different decks since I was not playing in the tournament myself. And that, uh, my he normally doesn't play popper, he's like a, he hangs with like the CDH crew and stuff, but he's like really fun, like he's super cool to like hang out with and chill with. Like, I enjoyed our games a lot because it's fun when you play magic and you can like just BS with your opponent and they're not just like a stick in the mud, and just like straight face staring at you. Because it's like, if all you get joy from is winning, magic sucks. <laughs> Unless you're Thomas. But, uh... I don't know. I tried my best to give you kind of a stone face <laughs> in our round two. But uh, but we were having fun. We were having a good time. So that, that took like 30-something minutes. I won the die roll. So game one, I ended up on the end of his turn four. I deadly disputed a uh, garden token or something making a treasure played my land and i just slammed a avenging hunter on turn five and like did not care if he killed it like he killed it but he didn't have a creature to attack back the initiative we played a creature we just took turns playing each other's creatures and i just had the initiative for a while and he didn't draw an avenging hunter i think at some point he played thorn of the black rose and started drawing a card while i had the initiative but at some point he played his own avenging hunter but like i just had so many cards from like deadly just shooting crap and i eventually found another avenging hunter and i think i won that game i think for like the first like this sounds ridiculous like 20 turns the only damage i dealt was the lose five life from the initiative and um so that took forever game two uh going into it like 15 minutes left I wasn't as pressured because I'm like, okay, I already got round one. So I just focused on killing their stuff. And he took the Monarch first, I believe, but could never land a fast enough clock. 
and it got to a point where I stuck in Avenging Hunter again and took the initiative for a bit, and I think he took it back, but, uh, yeah, and at some point, I just, like, drew my card, and we got in the turns, like, pass turn, drew my card, pass turn, like, I didn't, I just, like, played a land pass, because I'm like, I can't win, you can't win in five turns, so I locked that up, um, so it was fun, really fun match, that was, I think, the first actual mirror I played, because, another tournament hippo and i got paired into the top four and i'm just like hey if i concede you want to just split the prize and Z even with me so we just conceded and hippo won and we split even so that was really fun <laughs> hell yeah uh, round two i played against you gun we we talked about that already um mm-hmm. uh, i don't have like a ton of recollection like i know like just like the first few turns i think of both games round of uh I can't think game one and game two like you're beating the crap out of me and it's like you can only counter so many removal spells until like the fourth fifth or sixth one finally kills your dude you know yeah and I remember game one I I ended up uh sticking a crypt rats even though you countered one and I remember popping one for five and kind of two for winning you there Mm -hmm. and then I think playing the hunter after that was the following turn that kind of locked her up for me because I think I had Hunter Garden. So even if you killed the Hunter, I had a blocker and I had a cast down in my hand or something of that nature. Yeah, and you notably had so Crip that's... Rats for five after the Avenging Hunter had two Pulse of Puzzle counters on it from the second uh, room in the Initiative Dungeon. So it was seems pretty good. <laughs> good. Yeah, that seems like a really uphill battle on the Terror side. Round three, I played against Goblin Combo which like the mogwarts combo they have a whole infinite loop with uh first day of class putrid goblin and skirt prospector as a sack outlet and you can loop putrid goblin back and forth with the plus one plus one counter and you'll find a way to win the game with infinite mana infinite etbs infinite ltbs uh that matchup was just kind of so it's a creature heavy combo versus a creature heavy removal deck so you can probably picture how that goes as well but it does have like the scary backup plan of turn two exhume troll but both games i was able to like swap cycle like on turn one or two normally i like leaving it up just in case they have the exhume i can kind of like flash that in last second but uh what does this exhume do uh exhume is one of the black for each player returns a creature card from their graveyard to the battlefield. So it's symmetrical, but both decks played Troll of Kazadoom, which we've heard of that card before. So that's really yeah, nice to bring yeah. back the 6-5. So the deck, even though you have like so much removal, I couldn't imagine playing against this deck without all the removal because it's terrifying to play against. Like It feels like they're just going to win. After turn 3, it feels like, okay, they could just win at any point. And if they have multiple pieces, they could just like do it again because it starts with them playing the first day of class, which is, I should probably say that, it's like one on a red, you learn, which doesn't really matter that much, but until the end of your turn, creatures you control enter the battlefield, the plus one, plus one counter on them, and they have haste, so a future goblin that counteracts the minus one, minus one counter from persist and lets it die infinitely to the sack outlet, <laughs> and... Mm-hmm. Um, so game one, I just kind of grind them out. Both games, really, I just grinded them out of the game, intentionally, and like just didn't stick a threat until like turn five, until I knew I was safe. Like I would not play a threat until I had like three removal spells for backup. At one point, game two, he derussed me. My hand was defile, 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 spinning darkness, spinning darkness. I think cast down, and he's like, "Yeah, you got it." And just picks up his cards. And it's just like that's so unfair. That's so dumb. I drew all four four defiles that game. I'm just like, this is unfair. Uh, then round four, I got paired against Gardens again, which we were the only two three O's. So we just drew into the top four. Only a top four this month, even though last month was insane attendance i think this month got stolen from the legacy players and rcqs so so you're telling me that with two the only two three being the gardens deck is that deck is broke it's really what i'm understanding here oh yeah 
best deck in the format. For sure. broke. I, I don't know if we. <laughs> I don't good. know if we've harped. I don't know if we've said enough about it on this podcast, but I think I'd like to just say it one more time. This deck is extremely good. It's very good. I, w- I wouldn't. We need to do a deep dive. That'd I agree. Really I would. Also Gun, you should play that next that deck. That would be fantastic to see you play this deck. Next month, you should play Gardens if you're not playing the PT. I don't know when Popper is going to fall next month. I think Popper is the ninth. Cool. So we should be all good unless there's an RCQ because I really need a Q. Or it's the 10th. Saturday the 10th. Unless there's some sort of like pre-release event or something. But I think I think we're on for Popper. Saturday the 10th. Um, is that the RC? It is that weekend, yeah. Wait, are That's you okay. I'm No. That's also not pre-release going. weekend. No, I think the weekend before is pre-release weekend. Yeah, I think. No, that right. no, no. The weekend of the ninth, tenth, eleventh is is official release weekend. So pre-release oh, okay. is, so is the first weekend in February. Yeah, so, so we'll be good, good for Popper. To play some Popper, Ooh, you should play some Gardens. Yeah. I'm gonna peer pressure you to Gardens and Hippo oh, and I will oh, both on t- red. I was like, I get no. This is the month I get to play. I hate three run inspectors. Let's go. Hell yeah. we, should, we should just play Turbo Fog. We should set Gun up for Gardens. We'll just both play like Turbo Fog or something. I would also <laughs> play Turbo Fog. Um, uh, yeah, and so, uh, so in the top four, <laughs> so it was Cam and uh, local uh, local player uh, Craig, both on Gardens. Um, I don't remember uh, the other player. It was me in third place on Terror, and then I don't remember the fourth place players. Uh, name but they were on just guy they were on just guy glitters so that was our top four and uh and we decided to split we just split prizes we each got uh we each paid a, like five bucks extra a piece to upgrade the draft boosters to set boosters and we each walked away with half a box so not not too shabby for a day's work that was pretty fun enjoyed it opened uh some good standard cards out of my boosties so same if we do that, should we segue to our challenge? Let's do it. Shall I? Uh... I am very excited for Saturday's challenge. Oh, I know you are. I knew you would be as soon as I looked at it. I'm very. I'm also very excited to hear you talk about this. All right. So. Oh, oh, we're doubly excited. <laughs> Oh, all righty. Popper Challenge, Saturday, January 13th in the year of our Lord 2024. In 8th place, Las Vegas Chaos with Azorius Affinity. I believe this is one of the Glitter's lists. In 7th place, uh, podcast favorite, Carrot Eater on Cawgates. (laughs) Let's go. In 6th place, Like a Pharaoh on Burn. In fifth place, J Markin thirteen on Golgari Gardens. In fourth place, Ocean Soul ninety two on Mono Blue Delver. This looks to be the Mono Blue Terror list. In third place, K or Q Mario on Elves. Ooh. <laughs> In second place, Luffy du Chapeau de Paha on Grixis Affinity. And in first place. Arthur Costa, also on Elves. James, I will cede the floor to you, my friend. What happened? Oh, well, so this is see, this is quietly my favorite deck in Popper, no matter how good it is or is not. It is still an absolute blast to play the Elves deck. Um, Apparently that's super it's exciting. Good. Apparently it's very good if it doesn't exactly play against, I think, just in the currently in the format of just gardens basically you can beat anything else we just doesn't want to play against a bunch of like exmal like you know neg one rats or whatever and this looks like this and top eight like is pretty combo pretty deck light is. on pretty light on that one eat it i feel like the combo decks have a good matchup against the elves though like if you just run into like familiars who like just doesn't care or like uh yeah that could be the could be also the case too it's pretty i mean the elves deck's pretty uninteractive so it's just kind of like ships trying to be a ship passing in the night i was talking to one of my magic buddies on the phone earlier like this week uh not much of a popper player he said he listened to the first episode and he's like yeah i just don't care about popper and i'm like understandable i guess ouch but um 
Anyway, he's like, yeah, he's like, I miss when like elves was good. I'm like, you can still play elves. And this was like Thursday or Friday. And so I text them like, dude, you spoke into existence. So you can, you can thank Zach for that. Hell yeah. I actually Wait, do also keep a copy of place. elves. I do keep a copy of elves built like at all times, just in case I want to like just randomly bring it to one of these, these monthly events. I did, I think I, but this isn't, I did bring it one month, but it was probably, I don't know, seven, eight, maybe even longer, two months ago. How do this we isn't feel? This is a elves either. It plays blue for like distant melody, correct? And one spell yep. pierce in the main. <laughs> okay, With cool. One of the lists plays a spell pierce. Yeah, I'm looking at the first place list. So for those who don't know, and we're talking about the blue splash and elves, for those who don't know what distant melody is, it is three and a blue choose a creature type and then you draw a card for each of the creature types that you control Damn. Card is very powerful elves has eight ways to make a, a blue mana in without playing a single island so it's very easy to just put this card in your deck for free it's also playing red for tuck tuck rubble fort which i thought was cool uh two and a red it's a wall not an elf at all elves aren't walls <laughs> um Defender Reach, it's says 3 and creatures you control of hates. Now I'm just picturing a wall made out of just elves' corpses. It's so bad. Yikes. That is rough, my friend. Um, so is that yeah, just to like, puke out your hand and give them all hates? Yeah, yeah, it just yeah. Allows, it allows you to do some stupid, stupid stuff with specifically um, Timberwatch Elf is like the big Ooh. one. Because you come yeah. with, so what Timberwatch Elf is is no, that's Lizalana Hotmaster. Uh, no, so the uh, Timberwatch Elf is two and a green for a one-two. Uh, it says tap target creature gains plus X plus X equal to the number of elves in play. Not just you control. So you target the wall. You, it has defender, so you can do that all you'd like. Um, also has haste. But that's really the card that like kind of goes off with that, having haste. That and what's uh, the other one? The token maker. That's really, the, uh, yeah. I guess the dish, the like Lizalana or Lizalana Hotmasters. Yeah, I guess the token maker is really good with it too. Yeah, I feel like the token maker is better. Oh no, 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 no! The other one is uh, Priest of Titania. Oh yeah. One in a green, one one. It makes green for each elf in play. Again, I did not just say elves you control. Each elf in play. The the sideboard choices too are just awesome. Like. Both of the decks have some like really unique sideboard cards. Like you see a Viridian Longbow in one of the lists, which is just uh, one man equipment, equip three, equipped a creature has tap. This deals one damage to target creature or player. Yep. Like, so this actually beats this beats fog. Um, this like moments peace and stuff like that is like is a good one. Um, that's uh, it also beats uh, what's the four mana creature that says they opponent skips their combat step beats that as well stonehorn dignitary yeah, stonehorn dignitary yeah it beats that card um card's pretty cool i like it uh other cards that this deck this specific deck plays that i had not very many other ones i think the only other one i've ever seen play it is uh boggles is gleeful sabotage it actually comes in against boggles um gleeful cool. sabotage is just a, a cool disenchant that you can conspire and tap another creature to choose another target for it it's pretty sweet um, in the first place list had Sandstorm. It was a one green instant. All attacking creatures suffer one damage it's from Arabian Night, so it's got that weird text. So I'm guessing you bring that in against like Kadolfa and stuff like that. Co probably Cogates because they got all those stupid one ones until they're not one ones anymore. Yeah, I would probably bring it in both those match both those matchups. So they just like because I guess the Cogates plan is just like fly over over you. So. Um... Yeah, it also gets to play a copy of. Since your deck makes so much mana, you can also. They also decided to uh, play a copy of Valakut Invoker in their sideboard. Also, really, really cool. One. I like that so more than the Viridian Longbow to beat the. Uh, so the Viridian Turbo Fogs and stuff. I guess because it's just one mana to put it into play, so you just like don't have to make a red for it. So like, if that comes up, like you don't have a way to make a red that the. the Longbow can get around that. And you have a billion mana, I guess, to keep moving the bow around. So I'm sure they both yeah. do it effectively. Yeah. What I mean, makes the both of them are good. in these decks? Uh, 
the the original one is um, Ursula Ranger, and the the newer elf in the deck is um, Jaspera Sentinel. Jaspera, ja, yeah, Jasper Sentinel from Kaldheim. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, because it, it just it, plays it, forest. It, 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 yeah, it just plays forest because its its main card card draw engines are uh, Winding Way and uh, Lead the Stampede. That's and then the, as the aforementioned uh, Distant card, Melody. Distant Melody. Yeah, Distant Melody. No, stick is super sweet. It's very linear. Creatures. It's it, it uh, it's a blast to play if you just like expect um, a bunch of like dinky like blue decks. It's really really good there. Just bring it back. Bring it back to the cave. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I keep it built all the time, so it's very fun. Except in a room with gardens, it's probably not the ideal ideal choice to make. So, Gun, did this uh, mono blue list in top four of his terror deck? Did it? Was it any much different? Any big different? How, was it different from the deck that you played? How different, if so? Mm, fairly different. Um, they're only on the one Mystic in the main, uh, and they're playing the three Snaps, which I cut for, which I mentioned earlier, the two Boomerangs and the third Spell Pierce. Um, they're on a second Four Spike, which is interesting. Um, I was only on one Four Spike. I mean, I I like you know the shell is good. You know, it's it's proven that it it has a spot in the metagame. It's it's a good control deck. It's a very good Delver deck. It was really my this this weekend was really my first time getting to play with Delver of Secrets and Brainstorm together. And holy crap, what a drug! It was good. Um, I will be hoping to do more of that in the future. Um, but more so, looking at the sideboard, I trimmed down to four Blue Blast effects. Um, because I didn't expect a ton of mono red in our tournament in particular, um, but right. because they're playing online, they're on three blue blasts and three hydro blasts, so they have six altogether in the board. Um, they have their second murmuring mystic in the sideboard. I was also on one echoing truth. Um, I had the same two annuls and three steel sabotage for glitters and the affinity decks, um, but they were on two shore ups as well, which I also considered. Uh, as another uh, something to combat a little something extra to combat the garden decks against like defile and cast down it's certainly not good against tithing blade but just another spell to be able to protect against the all of the targeted removal that gardens would have um i decided to murmuring mistake too yeah exactly just like it protects that makes another bird yeah, murmuring mystic like itself is from tithing blade. exactly. Yeah, that's that's the game plan to be able to protect against the uh, the tithing blade for sure. Um, so I decided instead because I knew that there would be a couple of other terror decks in the field. I I instead chose to play slightly fewer uh, the of the blue blast slash hydro blast effects against the red decks, and I chose to play the Jace's phantasms in the board uh, for the mirror. And I'm glad I did because they it came up a bunch in my round four against uh, the blue red terror deck. Um, but I think this is fine. This deck list, it looks good. They had a great result. Um, no, no notes really. No, that looks, looks good to me. Um, uh, I'm going to take a quick look at the burn list in sixth place before we move on. Um, it looks the goblin fairly stocked. They're on three mutagenic growths in the main, which is cool. So they're trying to Ooh. just go a little bit more aggressive. Yep. Um, get them dead. Three yeah, seal fires. Pretty too. sick. Oh, I will say we had a note on uh, one of our reviews on Apple Podcasts that we forgot to mention Goblin Grenade in our Mono Red uh, episode last week. Uh, goblin Grenade is a red mana for sorcery. Uh, you can sacrifice a goblin. It's, as an additional cost to cast, you sacrifice a goblin, and it deals five damage to any target. So it's one mana, five damage, but you have to sack a goblin. But that's really easy when you have Koldatha Rebirth and 12 actual goblins in your deck. Um, so Goblin Grenade is definitely uh, cemented its spot in the red deck uh, with the current iterations, playing so many goblins and uh, the Koldatha. Oh, you got goblins to throw around. Lots of grenades. Um, no, this looks sick too. Um, I I don't think I have too many other notes here. Do you all have anything else to add here? I played against a, a more goblin-leaning deck in a little three-round popper event in Sensi. And uh, my opponent, who is also from Nashville, uh, funny enough, but um, uh, they were playing, I think, is it Goblin Sledder, which you can sacrifice a goblin and give a creature plus one, plus one. That card is annoying. It was hard to make good blocks 
just because it's like, okay, I could just die if you have a lightning bolt in hand. Yeah, Goblin's not a deck that gets gets played a ton anymore. It used to be a really, really popular choice because it had really cool stuff like the Goblin Goblin Slayer. This is a Goblin deck. I'm saying like it used to be like more like a, way more creature centric than than what this is. I know. I just like calling it Goblins because it's all of its creatures besides the Vidor for Darren Epicure or Goblins. Fair enough. Would you like to move on Shall to we? the Sunday challenge? Yeah, let's do Sunday. Oh, Sunday, Sunday, uh, Sunday. Uh, do you have something else, Cameron? Real quick, another another copy of Elves in Top 16 of the same challenge. I thought that was just funny. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. Hell yeah. So when it when it rains, it pours. Lots of you Elves. Love to see it. Shut All right, Sunday challenge. Our top eight. Um, looks like we had um, about 79 players in this challenge. Let's go. Um, there's a bunch of very good players in this top eight it's true it's very true all right in eighth place on paxi on grixis affinity in seventh place lee majors jedi on golgari gardens in sixth place pi gonti on boros ephemerate in fifth place, gn42 on familiars this is our first familiars top eight in a while in fourth place, Aster17 on Golgari Gardens. In third place, Arcani1 on Burn. In second place, Baikjo Dijea on Demir Fairies. And in first place, one of the MTGO goats currently, Mogged on Demir Control. This looks to be a what? terror list. Real quick, whatever Mog's on, I I want some. Cause they he correct he. I think, but we can go with they. Okay, I'll go with they because I don't know if they're pronouns. Uh, so they. Magic Online is is doing all the stats now that's with on Daybreak, and so someone combined like. The players who had like the most wins on MTGO and who played the most games, who won the most challenges. I think Mogged either, I can't remember if it was like top aided the most challenges. Like he, they definitely played the most challenges and I think they might've won the most challenges too out of anybody else on MTGO. I also that would not believe, I all believe they also may have t- top aided one of the vintage challenges that the, the same weekend as well. Oh, I think. weird. Cause they also top aided the, also they won the pot or the pioneer challenge and the standard challenge. So the, we have, double- uh, here, here, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll, I'll give a quick rundown just from this past <laughs> weekend, just from the, this past weekend, 28th, Mogged, 28th place <laughs> in legacy this on Saturday, 20th place, 28th place in legacy, 14th place in standard, fifth place in vintage and uh, like 57th in pioneer on Sunday, eighth in vintage. So Back-to-back vintage top eights this week, this past weekend. Uh, nothing showing in modern. First place in the Sunday popper. First place in the Sunday standard. <laughs> what a G. So that's, a mon- that's a monster. Like That's yeah. also, I'm pretty sure that involves some overlapping of tournaments as well at the same time. Oh, absolutely. It's probably double queuing as well. Easily. And they were... They weren't playing mono red aggro in standard, like something that's a little easier to balance. Nope, Esper. Just Esper midrange. I can deal with. I can play this interactive deck while I'm playing another format as well. Easy. Just also not playing a half. particularly easy easy deck in 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 popper either. No, this no, this Demir Terrorist looks pretty sick. Um, we've got a full set of anglers. We got one archaeologist as well as our two drop creature. No delvers to be seen here. I think that's kind of a trend no we've seen servants. with the blue blacklist and the blue red list kind of cutting down on delvers and and focusing more on the controlling plan rather than the tempo plan. And um, and the they snuff don't outs as well. Play the cryptic serpents, then, do they? No, I think those are usually just in the mono blue list. Okay. Yeah, but two unexpected things main just for those aggressive decks. Uh, second place was fairies. I love me some good fairies decks. I think the one copy of Murmuring Mystic is starting to become stock and fairies in the main board, which is cool. I think that's a good access to work on. But other than that, it's just like a stock 
Demir Fairies list. You got the Okaba Gang Shinobi Masai board, which is a classic, as well as a Stormbound Geist. That's fairly new tech, not not new technology. That's old technology, but it hasn't been used in a long time. It's I guess old it kind of combats the te- Yeah, it's old new technology. Uh, it, it I guess it's mainly there for just like the gardens deck. Just I guess you can also bring it in against the like blue blue. I guess in blue because you can block easily block like these like one bunch of one one flyers. So this top four gardens list was very interesting to me because. It didn't really use, like, that one flex spot we talk about. Like, Gardens is normally, like, an 18-land deck. This played 20 lands, which seems like a ton in this deck, especially when you're just churning through with your dispute effects. In zero defiles and only two snuff-outs. So that was, like, really odd for me. I don't know. They're definitely leaning leaning back into more, like, traditional Gardens build here for sure. I guess they may... This person may prefer having access to, like, Bajookabog plus Golgari Rock Farm. So it's not yeah. bad. It's definitely not bad. Also, having a, a land that is just a swamp, like a, an essential swamp that you can sack to like deadly dispute and fanatical offering and things like that's also quite strong. With, yeah, but with the Vault of Whispers, that is really nice. Yeah, the Vault, the vault, the vault I do get. A, I don't. I don't love playing twenty lands in Gardens just because like you draw a lot of cards, but when you like sometimes you keep a two lander and you're like, okay, if I don't draw my third land, I just lose the game. And sometimes you draw three, four cards and you don't see another land. That's magic, you know? Yeah, it happens. Um, uh, I... But they... Um, I know something I have, I've seen some of these play is that, that Oki, Ok Okaba Gang Shinobi as well on the sideboard. These, uh, some of these terror decks. Or not terror, sorry. Gardens what, what do you What do you bring those in for, I guess, if you're fairies and or gardens? Because I never understood what you bring those in against. Um, I imagine it's probably just for, like, kind of one, I think the mirror here specifically, but and then I think so it also many is... kill spells. Yeah, I know. I think getting. I mean, I guess you only have so many removal spells for like their stuff. So I guess at some point, like yeah, it becomes difficult. Also, attacking with like you just like joke about attacking with your O one plant, and then you just like <laughs> actually put the thing in against. That's actually probably really funny. I I I will with kill for that moment i want that to happen so bad i want to get somebody so yeah. bad with that and yeah just just just, attack, go, just, just just joke about getting getting it getting in there with that plant and then you just put the, the little little shinobi in there that'd be very very funny so the other garns list it plays like the three of all the creatures like normal but it plays the four defile along with the two snuff outs so i don't know what it's cutting down on to fit those in the deck uh it's cutting down on some of those uh it's cutting down on the no copies of uh the other reckoner's bargain okay and just one they usually play eight don't they or do they play a little bit more they play it's like uh nine copies of the like draw two effects oh i i I think my current list is like a three two split between bar between bargain and uh fanatical offering gotcha um I really like this Boros Initiative deck. This pops up every now and then. Yeah, so this is actually really... uh, one of the... This is a modern grinder that actually played this deck. They tend to play Merktide in modern when they when they, when they play modern. Uh, but it's kind of cool. They came over and played uh, played some played some Popper. This, like, this list is super sweet. I mean, it's uh, not a whole lot to be said here. It looks like just your traditional red white of emory deck other than the deck is sweet i don't really have anything a whole lot to say about it yeah you have like that ephemerate loop with the red um ardent elementus when it enters the battlefield you could pick up an instant sorcery from your graveyard so you can pick up that ephemerate and then it has rebound um so you can do stone horde dignitary loops which are really fun for the person doing them at least <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean also this deck i'm saying having both acts this is kind of this almost looks like what gardens would be like because this has both like an initiative and a a uh, monarch creature and you also have like these really in-gaming like loops of things that you can do with things like uh with say with uh art and elements list in the memory like that's your like one of your real strong in-game engines yeah I, it reminds me more of like the orzhov decks like the orzhov ephemerate decks which are pretty similar yeah. to the gardens decks like you said but these these yeah. look cool yeah these are super sweet 
anything else really catch y'all eyes um, in this challenge? Yeah, uh, GN42. That's a that's a popper grinder if I've ever seen one. Um, they tend to play uh, between call gates and uh, the this uh, familiars deck. Uh, probably one of the probably the best familiars player out there. If I just had to take a stab, I'd say they put up a lot of good results with this deck. I know in top sixteen we had a uh, Jeskai Glitters Ephemerate, but kind of like not a whole the sky's falling situation like I thought it was with the uh, new I said Ephemerate Jeskai Glitters decks, but I thought like those would just be so prominent and dominant in these challenges, but they're not really showing their faces up too much. Yeah, if you if you if you pack the cards for it, it's not gonna it's not gonna kill you. So I think that's, yeah. that's the key. Keep backing your keep backing your your hate cards for it every every weekend. You're not just gonna just straight lose to it. I think it's a fine place to be. For sure. Gun. Any closing thoughts on Sundays? No, I don't think so. I think it's a it's a good healthy uh, a good healthy representation of the metagame as a whole. Um, I think we have these Grixis affinity decks kind of making a little bit of an upswing as well. We also have like a pocket of, of four other uh, Demir control decks in the top 16 as well as our first place list. So like, you know, the, the blue black terror list with snuff out are also there. I think everyone's just trying to prey on the Jeskai affinity decks after like, you know, we're still in like a every, you know, people thinking the Jeskai decks are really, really good. And so we're kind of coming, I think, down off of the peak of people thinking that that's like one of the best or the best deck to play since the Poppergeddon list came out. And so I think that people are, are pretty much set on reacting to that deck. And I think that people are are, are kind of figuring out where they want to settle in in the format um, until we get some new cards and next month. I think it's like a really tricky deck too to like analyze because you remember so well the games. They just beat the crap out of you because they just flip yeah. over their entire deck. But you kind of brush over the games where they're just a really crappy mid-range deck, you know? <laughs> if mid-range at all. That's true. Yeah. No. Synthesizer's a pretty mid-range card. Any parting thoughts, y'all, or should we wrap this party up and it was uh i'll say it was episode. super sick to play terror uh i would definitely give it another go um i had a lot of fun with the deck on saturday and uh i'm very very pleased with a top four result glad that uh you were willing to split and not crush me again in the semifinals <laughs> oh yeah we got paired we even mentioned that uh yeah i'll say the same thing i I love gardens. Gardens is super fun. It's always fun to play it again and remember why I love the deck so much. I'll be flying back to South Dakota this week and I messaged one of the LGS owners and they had Pioneer on their schedule and I'm like, yo, you should change it to Popper for when I'm back in town. And they did. So Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's sick. And I don't know what I'm playing. I have at. a semi local event to go play while you two are one off in South Dakota, and the other one is potentially playing her CPUs. Uh, there's a semi-local event about an hour from here that I think I'm going to go battle in this weekend. Is that game night? Uh, yeah, it's on game night in Columbia. But yeah, I think I'm going to play, play that event. Yeah, so you I'll have play, some you know. tournament results. I'm not exactly sure what list I want to play yet. Um, Might I suggest I... Gardens? I probably should play that if I just want to win. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do, do. We, I think we, uh, between Cameron and I, we definitely need to start looking at lists we're going to play for this Popper Cup as well. So I think I might, whatever whatever list I think I'm I'm going to be on for that. I think I should start playing that and get getting as many reps in as I can. I like that. I like that plan. I do as well. Alrighty, folks. Um, if you made it as far. You're one of my top 10 favorite persons Whoa. in the whole entire world right now. And that's beating out my wife and my cats. So Wow. I, I appreciate that you consider yeah. your cats as people. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. Well, <laughs> I won't say what I was going to say, but um, 
So if you're this smart, you rock. Uh, thank you so much. As always, we'll see you next week. And if you have questions for us, send us questions to commongroundmtgpod at gmail.com. That'll be in the description. Follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter. It's Twitter. Uh, Don't do that. Still, still Twitter. Man, you know what? I, I want to record some paper gameplay so bad. Same. Speaking of recording. Especially when we got. Speaking of recording. Oh. Um. We, we still have to review some footage. Uh, we may have come into a, a bit of a glitch, uh, but we did record a, a decent amount of content at our event on Saturday. Um, turns out, uh, I don't know who it was. We don't know. It was probably me. It might have been a friend of ours. We don't know. Um, but it was probably <laughs> me. Uh, accidentally set the camera to be in slow motion uh, after a certain point, and so a bunch of our footage is in slow motion. So I'm trying to see if I can salvage it. Um, and if so, you'll get some video content. And if not, then you'll get video content of our next monthly in February. So stay tuned. We're, we're definitely going to put some more stuff out for y'all. What, what sucks most is like you could do, you could speed up the B rolls and just have like the do, 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 do music of like just people playing and stuff, which is kind of cute and stuff. But there's like, there's one interview and it's after I crushed you round two. That's like the only thing, you know? No, wait, that's in slow-mo. That's not even there. It's we'll only figure it out. One we'll figure it out in post. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, then we'll get some fresh footage in February for for all of you, all of you kind, kind listeners. Cool. Maybe one day paper gameplay. Yes. Also that. I'm into that. If you, if anyone listening is into a paper gameplay, let us know if there are any specific matchups you'd like us to, to film. I think this between the, the three of us, ever. we can make anything we want and we'd love to love to have some suggestions okay bye thanks bye everyone we'll we'll be back all together (laughs) for next episode well actually we won't because one of us will still be recording partially (laughs) remotely but two of us will be together you two y'all will be together i'll be gone hell yeah stop the hooter but i'll be recording with y'all um this was a long outro peace out all right peace out man thanks for listening Hey, duh.